What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Welcome back, everyone. We've had some illnesses going around. Our guest today wasn't able to come. And so our favorite sub-in guest, basically my co-host. Walk down the street. Walk down the street. I'm never ill because I'm powered by Coke Zero. You know what? That's actually really bizarre. You were one of the last people to go down with COVID. And I I actually started to buy into the conspiracy that you were surviving. That Coke Zero... We we could have been the next conspiracy theory out there. They're going to study my body for science (laughs) and it's going to be proven. Like, you know how you always see those interviews with 103-year-old ladies? And they're like, how did you do it? And it's always like a cup of whiskey or- Dr. Pepper every day. Yes, the Dr. Pepper lady. Yeah, that's me. Honestly, it's such a, I I wish I could, if I lived to be like 102 and I had to nail down one thing that kept me alive, I don't know what I would answer. Because I ebb and flow through tastes and interests. Yeah, that's true. Constantly. Yeah, you don't have like There's one, never one thing. Like loyalty to a certain food or drink. No, I don't. I get sick of things so fast. Like, do you want to live to 100? I, do. I think at that point, take me away. You know what? Yes and no. I My grandmother lived to 98, I think, and she was. She was like, was she still spry? witty and so funny and had such a great life. If I could be like that or like slightly delusional, I'd love it. Okay. I guess that's true. It's how you age. Like, obviously, if you've aged and like mm-hmm. there's issues, then you don't want to go that long. Oh I my do, gosh. I what do a dark like to, turn already. No, but I do. But here's the thing we I started do, on death. We did. Start. <laughs> this is supposed to be a nice. Happy episode to get us through time. We're like, but when does it all end? What's your plan though? Like I think as women, especially you do need to have this conversation if you are in a heterosexual relationship because men on average die earlier. What's your plan? Okay. (laughs) 
I have one. So you do? I have, yeah, I definitely have a plan. I don't. Really? Just be really sad. Scott's my best friend. Of course, I would lose my best friend, but you have to make a happiness plan for after that. I think you I have would to live just, on. Like, he would want that for you. Take a lot of edibles and like read books. <laughs> I don't know. That would, that's about it. I want to move to like a retirement villa in like Boca Raton. And, and I just wanna... start like slutting it up. Ye- Exactly the that plan. That does sound exciting. It does sound exciting. There's like, everyone's going to die. All our bodies have gone to mush. No one cares when they get Nobody an STD. Cares. It's yeah, just well, going that around. That would suck. But, <laughs> but really, like, I would love that. I would love to, like, be part of, like, a pickleball team and, like, go on my little daily hot girl walks. Like, I would be all about that life. You would be viciously attacked for stealing someone's man because let me tell you, I, I did a question box and it was retirement home drama. And yeah. the amount of time that there was literal physical altercations because someone stole someone's man, <gasps> like she would like rev up speed with her walker and then bash into this lady because she felt like this lady stole her man. Oh my god! There's a lot of senior drama happening in those retirement homes. I do worry about my posture. Like I do worry. Do you know how like I've just straightened myself out? But like I've caught myself like I slump forward a lot, especially sitting. I did it a lot, hold like nursing and holding babies, and now I'm like when you're on your phone. Like I sit, I sit slouch. Yeah. I'm so a I've been thinking about bitch. my old self a little bit more. I think maybe the Golden Bachelor has shown me that your 70s and 80s can be quite hot. I think that they're basically a focus group of women that I would love for them to drop some links. But Fair. I do, I'm like, oh, this is like a possible, this is a realm of possibility of like still meeting somebody, still having like a lively life. Like, I don't want to think that my life just ends at 70. I like that you plan to have a lively life. And I was just like, I, I don't know, edibles. <laughs> and then like, I'll just read, I guess. <laughs> One thing I knew meeting Shane is like, and this is not a morbid thing. I just like think it's something important that I've thought about is the fact that like he, he doesn't like he smoked for 20 years. Like he had some, he had some other health things. And I was always like, I, I've, I had this like massive fear of being alone after him. So I yeah. had to shift my focus to be like, what if I actually planned for it being good? What if I actually planned for like that next chapter of life? while being horrifically sad, also maybe being something that's like a new beginning. Well, because otherwise, what choice do you have? Yeah. You can't like, like let yourself wither away to nothing. You I would have probably to wallow for like a year and then I would rise out of the ashes. Gemma always likes to sing this song whenever I have a triumphant ride. She's like, I'll rise up. When, uh, when Starbucks had Ice Chai back this week, she was like playing it through the drive-thru. I'll rise up. Gemma struggles. She was so happy that she was like, yeah, I've, I've risen out of the Starbucks being out of Chai. <laughs> but if my husband dies, that's how I feel. Yeah. Just if Shane's listening. No, he's he knows this plan. We talked we about it openly. We don't want you to die, Shane. He knows I don't. Like losing Shane is like one of my worst fears. And I think about it all too often because I don't know, there's just like a lot that I worry about. And so I, yeah, I don't, I don't like to think about that, but I do like to think about the reality of what my elderly life could be like. Being prepared is not a bad thing. No, not, not a bad thing at all. Okay. Would you like to talk about underwear? That's the first poll. Okay. Well, let's get into underwear. Yes. So people have sent in polls and these are polls that have not gone up on my Instagram yet. So these are unknown polls. Wow. They're raw. Mm -hmm. Raw? Did you have to call them (laughs) raw? We're raw dogging the polls. Great. Okay. So this lady came across a conundrum that really threw her. If your in-laws are visiting and their underwear accidentally got mixed in with your laundry and you wash them, would you fold it and give it back to them? 
or just hide it. The better part of me says wash it, fold it. But the part of me that wants to protect both of us is going to hide it. Just like put it back in their room or like throw it in a pile of their laundry. Unless it was like really expensive. Then I would probably give it back to them. I'd be like, oh, I found this. But like, I don't know. I I don't like people touching. I don't know. I don't know what I would do either. (sighs) I know. It's a lot to think about. Like... Scott's dad, Andre, do I just fold Andre's briefs or do I? I feel like it's difference between men and women, though. Like men's underwear is classically like n- not smeared with fluid. Sarah! I'm, I'm trying to say this nice. Fluid? Nicely. We have flu. We are dif- We are different. We are different. <laughs> Men might have like a little dribble. But like we're, we have little snail trails happening if it's on like, our underwear. I'm if it's so the embarrassed. black underwear and there's like that kind of like acid thing where like you can see where like the, so much yeah the discharge made the coloration oh on the yeah underwear. there's well there's so much more than that like even just like do you ever get embarrassed like my actual partner who I love who's literally seen me naked we literally have sex and I get so embarrassed if I see my underwear facing up in the under in the basket no that's not something that that's not something that bothers me. oh it bothers no. me now I have to hide it I don't know why for me it's a deep shame like we are pretty open and share literally everything but for me it's poo like I don't like he'll always like a beacon come and find me and like be like Becky what are you doing I gotta talk to you I'm like don't talk to me I don't want to talk to you I don't want you to know I'm exist when I'm doing this I I don't know why in 30 seconds so it's like very rare that somebody interrupts me in a poop because I'm so fast I'm a quick pooper too but Scott literally it's like a beacon goes off oh and then all of a sudden he's got a question through the door oh my gosh okay or sometimes he'll just try to walk in which I'm like absolutely not (laughs) Ah, that's funny. Okay. Next poll question. This is, I've tailored this to you and Shane, but the person was asking for you and your partner. Do you and Shane slash your partner fall asleep cuddling? The polar says that their partner refuses to cuddle to sleep, says they cannot do it. And would that annoy you? So I love cuddling to sleep. Really? It always ends up being sex. And then we roll our separate ways. Or on the rare occasion that it stays that way, he'll fall asleep and then he'll have like this weird moment of like stir and then roll over. So I love that. It's like a weighted blanket that you get to keep forever. I feel like if someone- Like little spoon. This is not something that's real life, but it's something that's always in my brain. I feel like if someone's too close to me, then I'm breathing in their CO2 and I'm going to slowly Wait, start to perish. Wait, but they're behind you. Are they not? Are well, you spooning? sometimes you're face-to-face. No, I would never cuddle face-to-face. Okay, because I don't is, like that. No, that's like whole, that's like sitting on the same side of the booth. No. Oh, I can't do it. I don't enjoy doing that either, actually. No, that's – I'm also the same way. I'm the same way if a blanket goes over my head. I hate breathing in my own breath. Yes, I me need too. fresh I feel like I'm dying. Air. But no, for me, I don't like cuddling to sleep because I feel like I want to – diagonally starfish my body out when I sleep. I don't want to be cuddled. So I am team this woman's partner. I don't want to be cuddled to sleep. We can cuddle before sleep and then separate. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of a king-size bed. Recently with World Mental Health Day, I think I was truly taken aback at how many people are really struggling with mental health in so many different ways. So many different seasons of life can really affect you. Maybe it is the transition into fall and winter. Maybe it is a job transition, a relationship transition, just 
intaking life, even on its own. So I want to share with you how Talkspace can make a difference in your life. If you think that maybe seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't actually have the time to find one, or you're overwhelmed with the process, or don't even know if you can afford them, maybe you can try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. When I went onto the Talkspace website, it was incredibly easy to just answer a few questions and immediately get a quote on different options that you could work through. And the thing is, it can be really hard to know when is the right time for therapy. And I'm here to say there's no reason to wait. Sometimes therapy can help you shift your perspective or find tools to cope in difficult times or future difficult times can really help be a guiding light. But getting started, that's the most important part. I kind of referenced it for myself as taking the first step on a staircase. And that first step is sometimes the hardest one. The first step indicating that you're going in an upward direction, but making that leap can feel so overwhelming. And that's why I love online therapy and the option to just one click be able to start taking those steps. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. And it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace also lets you send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find those tools, be that guiding light, and help you with any specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and so much more. And it's completely secure and private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. Talkspace is affordable and in-network with most major insurers. As a listener to this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash papaya. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash papaya to get $80 off your first month and show support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash papaya. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411 and sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand. Always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. Can I do a poll question? Yeah. Do you think Travis and Taylor, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are PR or real? Because I know you we know have, my thoughts on this. Well, I want I want to know what you think now that we're into another week. So I was thinking this is definitely. I honestly thought like maybe he was going to be in one of her music videos, and this mm. was a big build up PR thing. Now I'm not so sure because she has gone to another game. And I don't know. And you house. know, I really really liked his ex. I think her name I was know, Kayla but or I, Kyla. I've heard they are and like they are on good terms though. 
Yes. Because she came to his defense at some point. And they've been they've been apart for a while. I know, it's not I just recent. Really liked her in her I know. red leather shorts at the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I know. That was a cute look. Um But does it make you respect him more that he dated somebody so cool like that? Does it make you go like, oh no. They were together for like five years. I don't know that I think he's cool. I'm fine. If they're happy, like that's fine. That's none of my business. Apparently it's been going on longer than we think. Like they've actually been talking a little bit longer yeah. than has been put out there into the world. But there was this big controversy because like immediately after she went to that game, an author, maybe I shouldn't even name them, they put out a fan fiction that they wrote in three days and it was supposed to be like loosely based off of Taylor and Travis, but she named them like both T names. One was a pop, one was a pop star, a football player who had a famous brother who was a football player and they had a podcast. And like literally she worded it apparently so closely and it was so badly written and it was so like inappropriately done that after three days of it being up online, she had to scrub it because <gasps> everyone's like, you're getting sued. Oh, like, no. Like, apparently it was so it's bad. Like, and it was much. insanely graphic. And yeah, that's just, weird. Like, it's like when it's, it's two thing, real people. It's one thing when I watched the TikTok, I think it was Meredith Steele, where she's talking about how she loves that Taylor gets to be like a small girl with a big boy because he's like six, five. And there's the whole, do you remember the SNL skit that he was in where it was, and actually Jason was in it too, where it was no. all about like rent a footballer to pick up your, if you're you're too small to pick up your partner, they come in and will like pick them up and like carry you like a backpack. And all the girls are like, pick me up, pick me up. Like, I'm five get, foot 11 and this seems like a dream. Yeah. Yeah. So this is exactly the story that they were like, and so there was that part. And I'm like, that's a fun thing to fascinate about. Like, okay, but I can't imagine like writing a story about real people and their sex lives. Well, I think fanfic is one thing because that's like, it's private, it's separate, it's a separate mm -hmm. part of the internet. But she tried to like post it and make money off of it. And people yeah. are like, you're going to get sued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now there's no trace of it on the internet. It's gone. Oh, that's and wild. I'll tell you the graphic bits later, but it was like, Whoa. It was a lot. Yeah. I will tell you that I am mostly in love with Jason's wife. So they met on Tinder. Yeah. And I love her. She just seems so cool and so chill. I'm like, I would love to hang out with you. Their whole dynamic is adorable. The way those boys love their mom is so sweet. I also, my favorite thing about all of this, I'm on team. This is not PR because I think that Taylor is one of those people that's lived such a private life when she wants it to be private. It is. And I think maybe she's ready to like stop all the speculating and being like, whatever, you guys are going to know we're going to do this. I'm going to do it publicly. She's bringing her friends around to do it. But I was watching this PR person on TikTok and she said, it actually doesn't matter because they're both so benefiting from this, both sides. The NFL is benefiting. The Swifties are benefiting. Everybody's benefiting. So she's like, it doesn't matter anymore. There's not just a enjoy it. power dynamic or no, anything like that. Just enjoy it. But what was I going to say? I think anytime for me, there's like white cis men sports athletes. I get a little nervous that me they're too. a little bit shitty. But apparently- There's something wholesome about them. Well, apparently too, like, because Travis is- previous girlfriend was black. Like he was taking a knee. He was mm. like, so I'm like, I feel a little better rooting yeah, yeah, yeah. for them. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say, but no, I agree with you on that too. There's I'm, and Gemma knows this. I talk about this all the time. I caution about sports in general. I have a, a son in culture hockey in and it. yes, it's a big absolutely. conversation, right? You have to have those conversations. We have big conversations around it, but 
I love that all of them, Jason's been like, no comment anymore. Travis is like, okay, we've had our fun, but I'm not going to talk about it anymore. And then there's Mama Kelsey, who <laughs> literally this morning. What did she do? <laughs> so we're recording on the Monday. The game was last night. And somebody like made a video and I guess they added her to the reel. So it's on her page too. And it's basically like Travis's biggest fans. And it's her and Taylor like hugging. <laughs> And I was like, mama is not being chill. She's like, where has been? I've now, I've now made myself an equal with Taylor Swift as Taylor, as Travis's fan. You wouldn't say that if it wasn't I something. love it. So I'm like, mama is, she's like, and also I looked her up. Apparently like her job is like some sort of a promoter or what it, what was the label? It was something for the NFL. Like she literally is. Oh, really? Employed or does like because both of her sons, like people are so obsessed with her now because of the culture she's built around football as well. She's like an ambassador for the NFL, I think it is. Did you know? I don't know if that's though, paid. And this is the one of the things that I don't love. Travis had a full on like reality TV show, dating show. But did you see the, did you see him on the podcast talk about it? No. He said that he was like, I was hurting for money and I needed to do something. And cause Jason was, I love Jason, the has honesty. A, Jason has an actual documentary on Amazon prime. And okay. he was like, also, oh, he's like, Oh, they were, t- they were joking with each other about Travis's a dating reality show. And he was like, listen, I needed, I needed some money and nobody was going to help me out then. And he like kind of jabs at his brother. And so they were laughing about it. Like he did, he did reality TV because he needed the coin. That's very honest. Some people just need the money. Yeah. Okay. I, thought, I, I appreciated the honesty. I appreciate, I sit and watch their podcast snippets for probably half an hour a day at this point. Intriguing. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah. I, if I'm going to call it and have it on record. Oh yes, please do. I think we're going to see them get married and have a baby in the next what? like year and a half. Genuinely, I think that's what's... Because I think everyone's now speculating that it's such a PR stunt. And I think that when you know, you know, and you don't fuck around. And I and I think that that's, that's going to... He's such a family man. That's and very she's interesting. Been, she's been sort... I, I get the vibe from some of the things she says. Maybe I'm over-speculating. I have the feeling that they're going to get serious fast. Cause I think when you know, you know, and it's going to go like that. I also think if I'm going to wrap up this conversation, okay. power dynamics, normally she has gone with other artists, right? Yes. Other people in acting or yeah. in music, there is probably a power dynamic there that has been often weirdly competitive. Okay. Interesting. Potentially right. In yeah, that relationship, when you're so far outside of that, you're talking athlete and superstar. They're both stars of their own arena. Yes. So like they have their own. And I also think Travis Kelsey's the kind of person that will love the chase. And he knows, he is aware of who Taylor Swift is and the respect I think he'll have for that. And the fact that I think he will always pursue and chase her and treat her well, that says something to me. I will say he doesn't seem like the type that would be annoyed that like she's touring or she's off. Like he seems mm-hmm. like he'd be pretty even keel about it. And I think it's good that they're outside of like the Hollywood industry and more that he is in sports. And she, and so eventually he'll probably retire and do something in sports casting. He's already sort of set the tone in the podcast world. So I see this being a really good, because I think he can be a stronger support for her in other places. And I think that she can hold her own in a non-competitive way they can have a family. I think it could actually really, really work out. Mm. So that's my call. Okay. October also, 2nd, just what I want Sarah to happen, So it. I'm just saying it. Yeah. Okay. Next poll. Okay. When you were driving, mm-hmm. do you look at the other drivers? Like as they're driving by, if you're stopped at a red light, only if they're doing something like out of the ordinary, how often are you looking at other drivers? 
very rarely. I don't like it. One time my sister's ex-boyfriend pulled up beside me and I was trying to get my attention. And I was so, I'm not looking at you that he threw his sandwich at my car. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, someone just threw a sandwich at me. And I kept driving. And then afterwards he was like, I was trying to get your attention for like five minutes. I threw my lunch at you to try Why and would say he hi. Throw his sandwich? He just wanted to say hi. And I, cause it was out of town. It was like such a weird happenstance that yeah, he would be pulling up beside me. On the me. record, I'm never throwing a sandwich. That's <laughs> such a sandwich waste. I feel so offended. Yeah. It, I mean, littering too, but that, that <laughs> happened. And yeah, no, I sometimes will look at the driver on the opposite side of the street coming towards me, mm -hmm. but never beside. I'm constantly looking at people. Really? I want to know what's going on in their car. If they have a weird bumper sticker and I don't approve of it. I'll look at them. That too. But Blaringly. just like, I want to know what's happening. What's going on in your car? What's your life like? What Do you look stressed? Do you look happy? If we're stopped at a red light and we look at each other for too long, obviously we're in love yeah. and they want to be with me, but they can't because metal and tires have kept us apart. <laughs> I can't help it. And I you're married. Start to, yeah. <laughs> also, I'm married. That's a great point. I do this I too. Create I create this thing of like, oh my gosh, we made eye contact for too yeah. long. We're in love. Great. <laughs> we're going to have to bang romance. now. You read a lot of romance. I one I'm time, so curious about what people are doing in their cars because it seems yeah. so private, but you're not private. I one time was checking out this guy who was driving towards me and like my whole head was like whipped and I'm like staring, staring, staring. And and then I realized it was Shane. Oh. And I was like, Shane, I literally checked you out today. Is there anything that like, what's the strangest thing you've ever seen anyone do in a car? Drinking like, chocolate milk. In like a glass? No, a carton of chocolate milk while <sighs> driving. That's the strangest thing I've that ever is seen. Strange. That is not refreshing. It was like middle of a summer day too. Ooh. And I was like, what is happening here in I don't your like life milk. that you decided chocolate milk mm. was your go-to driving drink? No, I don't like that at all. Shocks me. Mine was, Scott and I were driving um, down to Nashville when we were younger and we drove by a guy on a motorcycle, but he was on a motorcycle and he had a backpack of like, golf clubs on his back. So he had what? like golf clubs strapped to his back no helmet because we were in a state that did not require helmets, one-handed, radio blaring, and then he had a cigar and he was just smoking a cigar on the motorcycle with the golf clubs attached to his back. And I was like, this man is not going to make it to golf. Do you ever see that guy downtown who rides around on a bicycle with a cat on his shoulder? No. All the time, downtown Guelph, there is a man Wait, with a cat. He, is he the... I don't know. There's one man... That's a regular downtown that I find to be a little questionable. I don't know. I just always see this man on his bike and he has he a older? cat on his shoulder. I, to be honest, I always just look at the cat. Okay. But the cat looks like so well-trained and happy. I do love the Shockingly. idea of traveling around with a cat. But on a bike of all things. I know. Think what if it like jumps scary? for a squirrel? What if their claws came out? I can't, the the realm of possible, I don't know how the training happened Is for it this, on a but leash? it worked out. Honestly, I don't even know. But it's on his shoulder. So now we just have more questions. I People know. of Guelph. Oh, I'm going to look next time. Please, please do. Okay. Okay. Someone wanted to know, do you unfollow businesses if they do something that slightly annoys you on social media? Or what would make you unfollow? I tend to 
unfollow pages when I realize that they're not adding, like everything on social media is an exchange. And I think we all have to remember that and mm. take less offense when somebody unfollows you. Oh, that's but true. It's an exchange, right? So if you're following a business page, it's usually because I want a coupon code. It's because I've worked with them before. It's because I like to see what's coming, what's new. There's an intention behind why I followed them. If I feel out of alignment and I don't think I'm going to support that page anymore, I'm not going to shop from them. I might unfollow them for sure. Or I might mute them, but like, I don't, I try and hold, I, I follow way, way, way too many pages. So oftentimes what I'll do now is I'll go, cause I mean, we've been on social media on Instagram for like what, nine years now. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to like least interacted with and I'll unfollow those pages yeah. the best I can. I'm trying to pay attention to that, but at the same time, my algorithm does what it's going to do. And every once in a while, something comes up and I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. And I don't even know what this business is. I don't know why I'm following them. And then I unfollow. Yeah. That's just it. There's not, there's not some big thing behind everything. And I think we need to, I also don't think that everyone's paying attention to like who unfollowed them or like, if they're a big thing and I, and have, I never announced no, it. And I never like, I never look at those numbers either. Cause I don't care, but I do think people need to be more comfortable with a people I'm following you for whatever reason. Mm-hmm, and also mm-hmm. you have to kind of be okay with people not liking you. Yeah. Amen. Like I found with like a public account, like some people just aren't going to like you and that's okay. Yeah. Like in what world is every single person going to feel connected to you and agree with everything you say? It's just not Or life. they might not jive with your humor yeah. and you shouldn't change who you are to cater to that need. My friend Avery was very big on, she said this once and it really stuck with me. Like people, when they set a bias inside their heads, like it's really, they're, they think from that bias. Right. So you can, even if you're a good person and they have this thought of you, you can't really change their mind. And it's not your responsibility to make them think differently of you. That just is what it is. But also I will say like, I, I have to look at my metrics cause I have to deliver like at the end of the month, like part of our reporting, oh. like I have to do like reports on things. So okay. I see it yeah. and I'll tell you opening up about mental health has like, I've lost probably 10,000 followers in the last month. Huh. And I'm weirdly very at peace. We're in the, such a rat race of like growth, 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 growth. And this is the thing that is was really hard for me to talk about and a huge thing for me to share about. And I recognize that that's maybe very uncomfortable for people or it's the stigma for them. They just don't want it or they're struggling themselves and they're in their own healing. And it's not, again, this is a, some sort of a ch- exchange, right? You're following somebody because you're looking to get some sort of benefit or wanting to support them. And if their content is in any way, like not jiving with you, I'm, I actually felt very at peace. Cause I'm like, you know, what's not going to happen. I'm not going to not talk about things because people are uncomfortable or unfollowing me because at the end of the day, that makes me less and less authentic. And 10 years from now, I'll be like this weird little shell of a human. Only providing on, people with what they want. Exactly. Right. So I'm doing my best to like navigate that. But I do think it's like, we have to remove. Yeah. Anyways, I just think we have to really work on ourselves and recognize that the more you grow as a person, people can grow away from you too. I think too, it's kind of freeing and knowing or recognizing that people unfollowing or people leaving or a friendship ending, if you're actually being your authentic self and they're choosing to leave, then it's like, okay, well, I don't have the relief of letting this person down. Yeah. Like I can just be myself yeah. and not have to worry about this it's person 
being annoyed by me. Yeah. Do you ever have those followers who like almost rebuttal every single thing you're saying? And you're like, I can tell this is like, you're, you're just bothered. Like, I don't know how to fix this for you. Like, I don't know how to make you unbothered, but like, why are you here? Yes. Why are you continuing this? Right. Yeah. But Shane, Shane and I today, we were talking about, I don't know. We just, we have these like little side conversations a lot. And I was like, I like, I'm, I'm so happy we're married. And he was like, no, I know. Right. Like we really like each other. This is like really, this is really working out. It could have not worked out. And that's really working out. It's really nice. And I was like, no, but I like really like you. Like I like you as a person. And he's like, well, I can't imagine anybody not liking you. And then he's like, oh wait, I guess there's, <laughs> and we both like start first out laughing. I was like, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. But yeah, it's so true. Like you can, I, I, for me, it's an impossible thing to think that anybody could never not like Shane or like you. And, but that's because I have the bias of you're amazing people and yeah. I love you. So it would be a hard thing for me to reckon with somebody not like, but again, like I'm not in somebody else's mind. It's not my responsibility. And I would hate to see someone like you change who you are or start to restrict the best parts of you to cater to a greater audience. Yeah. Or anyone for that matter. Like, <laughs> you're like Please. as long as you're not a total asshole, like yeah. you can just be yourself yeah. and it's okay. It, absolutely. But yeah, businesses, I, I know businesses have a really hard time growing on social media. That's what I always try. And whenever I talk to businesses who are asking about, oh, that's my squash really. Whenever I talk to businesses, they're like, how do you like grow a following and stuff? I'm like, at the end of the day, it's an exchange. What are you offering your followers? Is it coupons? Is it like is it drops of products? Like what are the things that are drawing people into it, right? It's really hard for small businesses. People are very much reflecting on who they follow and they're trying to follow less. We are the apps are no longer in a in a rapid growth like they were years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's true. So while you witnessed rapid growth for so many businesses and and people, that's not the reality anymore. Same things happening over at TikTok. Like it's not in a growth set anymore. So you're now looking to retain, you're looking to hold on to who you have. And I think you really have to reflect on what is it that you're providing that core audience that's there and ways to sort of re-engage them and get them sharing about your stuff and posting about it and hopefully growing that platform. Yeah. So now for our next important question, Ooh. hot topic. Oh, could change hot. the fabric of society. <laughs> What do you call the thing that flips pancakes? There was a big debate about this. Spatula? Or a pan pancake flipper? But I would call it a spatula. Would you call it a turner, a flipper, a spatula? Spatula. I would call it a flipper because spatula to me is like those rubbery things that scrape the side of the bowls. This is very fascinating. So I don't know what it's called, what but I would call it a I'm flipper. Googling. Use to flip a pancake. What does it say? I love that we're just Googling it when it really is supposed to be our opinion. What? A pancake type spatula. There's no way it's called a pancake type spatula. They're calling it spatula, but what is a spatula? <laughs> we might have to edit this one this, out. Because... No, no, but like this is actually important conversation. Okay, when I look at this, that's a spatula. That's a flat. No, but I so call what's the, ones... the rounded thing. Then there's these spatulas. There's so many different words for spatula. And they Wait, all... okay, this is so bad. We're on a podcast. They can't see what we're holding. I but know, there's a but bunch there's of different like of different flippers things. with handles and different heads being shown. And it's saying they're all called spatulas. 
Yeah, this is confusing because they're they're including the silicon scraper. Yeah, those are See, what I call a, spatula. I would call this a scraper, <gasps> like a silicone scraper spatula, or I would call this a flipper spatula. I call that a flipper, but I would say I would say spatula, and I would just assume hot I, off the ooh, press. Everyone, they're this, all spatulas. This is the set I have on Amazon. This little pink tool set. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, it's thirty five dollars. You get like twelve pieces in one. Anyways, I'll okay. link it in my bio. Well, problem solved, world. It's a spatula. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a spatula. Someone asked, when should adult children be expected to clear out their belongings from their family home? Oh my God. Yeah. That's a really good question. I think once the parents need the space or want to use the space again, I think for me, I moved out and I definitely took my stuff. Yeah. And then but my, does your mom, like, does Nana Kimmy have any like keepsakes at her house still of you? Like she keeps all of like our memory photo books and okay. things like that. But anything that was basically anything left behind when we moved out yeah. was theirs to get rid of. Like it okay. was no longer ours if we weren't taking it basically. Okay. I think that that's fair. Like I... Even though I did, yeah, move I don't back think there's a set. Parents, yeah, I, I don't do think, think there's a set time, but it's like whenever it's convenient for everyone. I'd be, if I'm honest, I'd be a little annoyed if my kids expected to keep their rooms while living somewhere else and oh. just expecting me to never change it. Change like, the room. I would rather switch them to great guest spaces or guest office spaces, and then they kids could use that if they come home. But I'm not their storage bin. Mm, that's true like too. It, and I actually yeah. don't like clutter, so but for me, I would want to. Yeah. Get in a tote and get it out. But if you think about it in sitcoms, what happens? They always go home to their childhood bedrooms and they're like, and and they're like, like a time castle. And it's weirdly like they were in grade eight, which always. is like, you didn't move out in I grade know. eight. When Rachel Green goes to her home, to her home, it's like, it's literally like posters on the wall. I'm like, you would have been like 18. Was that real? I don't know. It's a very interesting <laughs> thing to think about. I had the most embarrassing thing on my wall. Because I'm a very, I was a very dramatic child, and I watched Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, and in Last of the Mohicans, his brother is named Uncas, U N C A S, and I fell in love with him. And he dies at the end of the movie saving someone, and it really stuck with me. So my parents came home one day, and on my wall, I had painted. The name Uncas, and I had put hearts around it in permanent paint. They're like, what did you do? I started sobbing. I was like, you don't understand. He died for love. So embarrassing. I would be one of those people that goes back and is like, who painted over Uncas? Not to mention, you're like a weird keepsake person. We just talked about this the other day yeah. that you kept the you kept the Twizzlers wrapper from the first time you saw Titanic. Because I want I felt very connected to Rose and Jack. You're, I have you're a Twizzlers. Whole, I kept the Twizzler package. Oh my gosh. I didn't care about anything like that. I had like a poster. I really loved Savage Garden. I loved the lead singer, Darren Hayes. He is not straight. So I loved him for a very long time. And I had a poster of him. I had a poster of a Dalmatians and one of them had multicolored spots and it says dare to be different. (laughs) And that was the extent of what I had. I had, I had those posters, I think. And that was about it. I was too intense. I remember specifically my parents asked me to stop watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer because Mm. quote, when Buffy was sad, you were too sad. Mm. So I did have to do some work on that. Okay. Next poll question. Okay. What is Bowser? Is he a turtle, a dinosaur, 
I've never thought about this. I what guess is he's he? a turtle? Yeah, apparently the internet says he's a turtle. But he's like a morph turtle. He's like a teenage Ninja like turtle. The secret like, of the ooze. You know, know how they like is. what? I had a sheltered childhood. <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles classic movie, Secret of the Ooze. Oh, yeah, no, I a was way too curly for that. And something else. What was the other one? Bebop. They go into the ooze and then they morph into this like oh. jacked up version of their animal. So maybe that's what Bowser did. It's a crossover. Who would you rather? <gasps> Mario, Luigi, or Bowser? Bowser, 100%. Yeah, 100% million... throw me around. Travis Kelsey. Could you imagine that Mario voice? Car. Let's go. Oh, oh. In the bedroom? Oh, no. The Mario or and Luigi also, voice? And also, because then I would get Jack Black, and you know that's my ultimate. You love Jack Black, but I love I love Jack a monster. Black. I'm weirdly attracted to Jack Black. I don't think it's weird. No, I, he's he funny. so hot. He's magnetic. I love his beard. He's a little short for me, but I can let that I go. I actually don't care. It's like his whole body, his stature, everything about him. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I feel like Jack love Black him. would just throw you around a room and have a great time with you. I would hope and maybe passionately sing me a song like that. My God. <gasps> he would serenade you. I would love it. If it, could, he, <gasps> it I, would be called the Sarah Serenade. Mm, it's a serenade. I have always wanted to be with the guy who's the funniest in the room. I feel like I've gotten really close Sorry, to that. Sorry, Shane. No, no, no. I think that's why I was so attracted to him. He was the funny guy. He was the funny guy everywhere. And so I, but I remember there was a, my cousin's cousin had a sister who was dating this guy who was like the funniest man. And I thought mm. that's like a life goal. If you're with a funny man, ugh, that's like my dream. See, I don't like that. I love a funny I would man. not want to be with a funny man because I don't like. Sorry, Scott. I was just going to say. <laughs> He's no. hilarious. Yeah, but not on purpose. Oh. I don't like, I was just going to say, I don't like it when men speak too much, which is like not the thing. But I was like, anytime a man is telling too much jokes for me, mm. I just instantly get annoyed. I get annoyed at like m little jokes. I like somebody who is like charismatically funny. Yes, that is 100% true. Like just magnetic person. And I feel like that's Jack Black. He is naturally mm. funny and magnetic. One of my favorite moments of his when somebody was asking what the best Christmas movie was. And he forgot his own he Christmas forgot movie. his own Christmas movie. He was like, gotta be Elf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love him. He's amazing. He's great. Okay. This person had a question. They're... They've got a little judgment towards their sibling. Ooh. If a sibling is on their third marriage, how do you feel about them asking family to travel seven plus hours and spend a lot of money on hotels for their third wedding? Oh my God. A wedding is a wedding. That's what I think. Yeah. Like you can say no. Like, sorry, but like marriage has like a 50, it's more than 50% like divorce rate. So yeah. at this point, like, can we just be realistic about the fact that relationships are hard Marriage is hard. Not everybody's getting it right on the first time. Maybe it takes them two. Maybe it takes them three. What I want to be and the person I strive to be, because I've had, we've talked about this before, mm. when a friend of mine married somebody that I didn't think was right for yes, them. Yes, yes. I would rather be the person that shows up. So if it does fall apart, you're I still was there. there. Because if you're not there at the beginning, you're definitely not going to be there for anything else. And I think this person was more so annoyed that they were asked to like travel seven hours travel. and like, spend all this money when you've already done it twice. But my thing is you can just say no. 
Like if it really is that much of an inconvenience, you can just be like, so happy to support you. Love you. Mm -hmm. Like I'll send a card, everything. But like, we can't make the seven hour trip. I'm so sorry. Yeah, be realistic. If I, even if it was like my own sister and I was doing like a destination wedding and she was like, we actually can't do that. That would be on me to either make sure that she gets there by my own finances yes, or totally and fully accept that she is not going to be there and feel that love and support. Yes, everyone has different financial. But don't make it that it's their third wedding and that's why you're not going. Mm. Because I think that, yeah, I don't know. That's like having a third child and being like, I'm not going to show up. Like your <laughs> There's body no didn't. baby shower for There's this one. Well, actually people that's, don't yeah, do they baby don't showers. Do, but they, that's because you're, the showers are usually to get things to help you start life with them. Right. That's fair. But I do think like, I don't know, anybody who's gone through divorce, you know, you lose half of everything. Everything is so hard. So like, I don't know. I would, I would hope that if I got married a third time that people wouldn't be like, it's your third. We're not showing up for this. Not showing up. You've done this before. I actually did have a family member who said that for my second and it was sad. Oh. Yeah. That's really disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they came to the first one is what they said. And oh, that really is really okay. sad. I feel like you can either show up with love or just don't show up then. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Don't grudgingly go to yeah. things where you're like, oh, I don't want to be here. Da, da, I know. Da, like just go or don't go. I remember when I was feeling sad about it and I talked to my granddad who was like the greatest man and we were sitting in the backyard and I said like, so-and-so said they didn't want to come because they came to my first wedding. And he goes, then they're missing out. Yeah. That's not you missing out. They're missing out. And guess you're what? You're going to have a great day. And we're all there because we're so excited to be there. And I was like, you're the greatest man. And whoever didn't choose to come, missed out on the most tastiest carrots and I'll never, ever, <laughs> ever forget about them and I'll never let it go. I don't have the rest of me. I don't know how you made them, I know. but I remember texting you on your honeymoon and being like, those great, carrots. enjoy your honeymoon, but We're those carrots. Find out those carrots. Yeah. Fucking Can I also amazing. tell you something about my grandfather after yeah. my divorce? I had to, I was trying to find a place to live and it was very hard to find anything with three bedrooms and realize it would actually be better for me to buy my old house back mm-hmm. and take over ownership. But I couldn't get approved for anything because I'd never had any credit of my own. It was, everything was joint. So Which I had is no another credit thing that people don't own. talk about in divorces or in marriages. <sighs> you don't even realize, like I would just gotten my very first credit card. And yeah. so nobody was going to give me, I, I got approved for $140,000 in a mortgage. So clearly I wasn't going to get anything. Yeah. And so I felt really stuck. And my grandfather had said, and nobody is going to stop you from being on your own two feet. Or he, he maybe he even said like, no man can ever. And it, the, my ex hadn't even done anything, but it was just like, he, he really wanted to see me thrive. And so he co-signed on it and he, oh. and he later, because I ended up selling that house. And so he had to come to every one of these like lawyer yeah. things when we were selling the house and all that stuff. He was like, I actually have loved this because it's been lovely coming and having dinners with you and spending time with you. Even if it was for this, he never had to spend a dollar. He just had to put his name beside it. But he was like this. And I always think about that because I was like, he put a lot of like stock into me being on my own two feet, a lot of trust in me. Yeah. But also just like being an older man and looking at his granddaughter and being like, I want to see you thrive. And I'm happy to make sure that you land on your own two feet really, really well. And there wasn't anybody else I would rather have done that with. It was what's, a really, really great experience. What was his name? His name. He's still alive. Oh, what's his name? Robert. Robert. Bob. You are a king. He's great, man. Okay. Oh, how do you actually feel if a person you communicate with a lot has a different cell phone than you? This is iPhone versus Android. You know how I feel. You don't like it. You don't like that Scott ruins our group chats. I really hate it. And I wish I wasn't that way. And it's not that I expect everyone- To have an iPhone. 
it's just that there's so much more that we can do. I can see when it's read. I can I can send videos. I can it's send harder pictures. to send a video it's to so Scott. It's so much harder. And the thing is, I did learn that it's because Apple has not adopted the technology. It's basically the same as pager technology. So that's why we hate an, S- that's why we hate an oh. SMS. It's the same as pager technology. Apple hasn't adopted the new tech that's like under Android. Okay. It's definitely a bit of a pissing contest, I'm going to assume. I'm sure. I I live on Apple products. I love the iCloud. I have everything sort of interconnected that way. And so I like being able to airdrop things to somebody in the room. I like being able to FaceTime people. I Mm, like the FaceTiming is a big one too. I like that, but I don't, yeah, I actually saw like a stating, it was a, it was a clip and they were putting each other's like numbers in their phones and he showed it and it was an Android and she was like, I can't do this. And I'm not that extreme, but I am slightly irritated. Like our group chat often fails because Scott can't access what we're accessing. Yeah. He can't see what we're talking about. It doesn't bother me. That's great. Like I'm actually relieved for you. No. Yeah. Because you're in a marriage. Scott will die on the hill that iPhones are not for him. That's fair. And yeah, it doesn't bother me because if I have like a video I really want to show him, I would just you know show him. I used to be the anti-iPhone and I was like, I will really? never because what I loved my BlackBerry so much with the my Blackberry. clicky little keyboard. Yeah, It was the end of the BlackBerry. It's when BlackBerry went away from like the keyboard and went into the full screen and there was a deal on at my phone thing yeah, to get an a, iPhone. They did a bad thing with that. And I got the iPhone and ever since it was an iPhone 4. So I was iPhone 4 and I've been iPhone ever since. And they really do get you because once you're in Every, like my well, phone transfer, because I have the I have the titanium the fifteen on loan. The transfer of information, I had everything switched. My no, entire life was switched over in less than an hour to I'm a new phone. I'm telling you right now, I am always someone who had an Android. Now I have an iPhone. I can never go back because if I do, I lose all my Plants vs Zombies coins. Oh, rough. I'm never going to do that to myself again. I can't go back to those dark times. I literally have over I a million. How much you play that. Over a million plants versus zombies, golden coins, and I'm not getting rid of those. Who cares about transfer? the fucking pictures in the cloud, all my family moments? Will they transfer to I, a new phone? I don't understand technology, and okay. I'm just going to assume that I need to yeah. keep these golden coins. Gemma was happy that her TikTok drafts shifted over. Oh, okay. Yeah, didn't yeah. know that was possible. What do you do or what do you use the bottom drawer of the oven for? That's a poll question. Uh, I use it for cooling racks and oven mitts. Ours are very, 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 it's a very thin one. It gets shallow. So when I grew up, that's pots and pans. But now I keep cooking sheets in it, but apparently it's supposed to be a warming drawer. Yeah. But like, have you seen how dirty they get? I know it gets dusty under there. No, I don't want that. Yeah. I use it for storage. This is a random one, but someone really wanted to know. Apparently, they were in a huge fight with their husband. When you start counting to five with your hand, do you start with your pointer finger or do you start with your thumb? Like if you're going thumb. one, see, I go pointer finger, one, two, three, four, five. No, I do. Thumb. You start with your thumb. We're if divided. It were, if it were Lemmy, pinky. She starts with her pinky. Her pinky is one. And then it's rock star signs for two. And then it goes three. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. But if I literally say, what's this? She'll be like one. And I'll be like, what's this? Two. And if you ask her for things, her order of her finger. So I hope she never changes that. I know. It's actually so cute when you say you're doing two. It's adorable. This was one that someone had gotten really upset about. They said that their their parents were asking to see their grandkids a lot more. 
Um, mm-hmm. They're like, why don't you ever bring your grandkids up? Like, why aren't you bringing the grandkids up to see me? So her question was, how often do your parents actually ask if they can come see and spend time with your kids? I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. So we have a different dynamic. My parents live five minutes away and well, I see them Shane's almost parents every day. Live Shane's parents literally are 10 hours away. Yeah. So we have to organize time with them. But I will say like it has been harder. We went up there a lot more when it was just the teens. Yeah. But with a baby on a 10 hour on a 10 hour drive, Not it's easy. a bit of a she's a toddler, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a it's a much bigger trek. So we haven't done that yet. And I know that they would love for us to like make it up there at some point. But for my parents, like my my mom will sort of be funny about it because she'll be like, oh, like, what are you doing today? And I'll be like, oh, I'm just running some errands. She's like, well, why don't you drop off Lemmy? Like she's I'm yeah. like, mom, just tell me if you want to have her. Like, yeah. and then I'll answer yes or no. But sometimes I'm just like, no, I want to bring her with me. But because yeah. like, she knows I won't ask her for anything extra because I feel already so indebted to her because she watches Lemmy right. multiple days a week. Yeah. But she genuinely loves having her. So it's mm-hmm. a, and that was actually a really interesting thing too. Like my parents, I wouldn't say asked to come and hang out with them, but I think we see them enough that it's not it's, a need. Yeah. But my dad, we were feeling really apologetic because he's helped out a lot with picking up Maya from work and mm-hmm. some of these like later night pickups when one of us is traveling and the other one has to be at home with the baby sleeping and yeah. somebody's got to pick up Maya. And he was like, no, like I... I'll take any opportunity. This is what he said to Shane. I'll take any opportunity to hang out with the kids. Yeah. Whether that is picking up Maya, whether it's having Bowden over when he's hanging out at this end of town. Yeah. If it's driving Gemma to cheer and he's like, I'll just, I'll take whatever, whatever it is that works out. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. I, I love doing it. And I'm happy that they ask us. And it's very sweet because recently Maya got stuck in a situation where she needed a ride and she knew that she should have planned ahead. Yeah. And she hadn't. And so she didn't ask us, which is funny because she totally could have. Yeah. But instead she went to Papa and Papa was like Mr. Rescue Aww. and comes and gets her. And he's like, oh, did you hear I drove my home? I'm like, yes, I heard. She didn't even ask us. But I was like, that's actually, my mom was like, no, he really likes it. Well, like, and that's car actually time really is sweet. a really good way to connect with teens. Yeah. You know, I love it. But yeah. it's also, I, I have a love hate with it because I really enjoy the opportunity, but it is a lot. But yeah, to not answer that question at all, apparently. Um, I do think there is a kind of. But like issue is, going around where it's like the grandparents are always like, when are you going to bring them to see me? And a lot of people are like, you can come and fucking see them. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it should be that whatever's easiest. And also if you yeah. want to spend time with the kids, like ask to take them off the parents' hands for as sure. opposed to having to have a social gathering or a responsibility for that person to travel to. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like when you have a baby, there's so much more involved with traveling a family to yeah. a new destination than there is the adults traveling to you. And, yeah. but I think that there has to be a line of respect. Like for instance, my grandparents both still drive. So we try and make sure that things don't happen that they're driving home at night. Yeah. That's, that's just like a level of respect that we're like, we want to make sure that you're on the road and home safely yeah. because you've made the trek out to us, but they always come and meet us. Okay. Next poll question. Mm-hmm. If you go and get a hotel with your partner and there's two queen size beds, do you use one for sex and one for sleeping? Do you use both equally? Do you use one for a different designated thing? What are you doing with the two beds? I definitely think we use the one bed for like laying out our clothes. Mm, like that's a, like a little storage unit. Oh my God. Yeah. But like, I would hate to have sex in one bed and then transfer to the other. I kind of agree with that. I don't know. I'd have to like rewarm up all the blankets <laughs> and like, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't need that. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Who was your first crush? 
Was it a real life person? Was it like a Disney or animated character? Was it a pop star, an actor? Can you remember? Eric from Little Mermaid. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was like six. Okay, yeah, fair. I loved him. I'm sorry I judged great you. Great hair. Who was yours? The fox from Robin Hood. And you judge me for Eric, a real life person? <laughs> Who this was makes a fox? so much sense. The fox was so cheeky. He was. He. They definitely erred on the side of him being more human than Fox. Thank you. So I'll give you that. Thank you for that. Everyone reflect on what your first crush is and yes. then judge us accordingly. And go to the podcast post and okay. tell us your crush. Tell us your crush. Because I want to know because I'm really effing That's a curious. good one. Okay. Someone asked, warning for this question, it involves vomit. If you get food poisoning and you throw up, then can you never have the food that made you have the food poisoning again? Or does it not bother you? Yeah, for like 10 years. Really? Delicio pizza, 10 years. Subway, it 10 was, years. It was a, I've heard some things about Subway too. Interesting. No, I don't even know that it was food poisoning. I think I just got the flu. But if I okay. threw up with those foods as my last throw up. You can't eat them again. Do you know for the longest time, if you know when you're like on the edge of throwing up and you're just waiting for it to happen? Yeah. If I just envision eating movie nachos and cheese immediately does it for me. What? I don't know why, but I love movie nachos and cheese, but that is like my trigger food. That's interesting. No, there's yeah. nothing for me that's like that. Like if I get sick off something, I can still eat it. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Someone asked, when someone new comes into your house, comes over to your house, do you apologize for quote unquote, the mess, even if you've cleaned? Oh, come in. Sorry for the mess. Da, 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 da. I, I do. Yeah, I do too, and I, I don't apologize. know why we do that. And I've I mean, cleaned. it's midlife. It's it's midlife. Like there's, it, it's almost impossible to pause your entire existence to around be, someone coming to your house. I will for like holidays and stuff shove anything that's like extra, like extra shoes, extra yeah, everything into another too. space because there's already six of us. If you look at our front door right now, we have two cabinets of shoes, but there's still the everyday wear ones yeah. that are out, and I would probably make sure that they were all put away and yeah. things like that, but. Yeah, like I genuinely like at any given point, even if I freshly cleaned, you're stepping into our midlife, like midweek, mid routine. It's I just so funny though that, that we think that we need to apologize for like the house being lived in. My mom has a very, very, very put together house. Yes. Like she has everything aesthetic, very organized, like everything. everything. And so I really struggled growing up because I I have a hard time keeping spaces that organized. Mm. Sometimes I'll think about her because she'll be the like she's like the little voice in my head that's like if you just clean this dish now, then you don't have it out later. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. just if you put it away now, then it's like done. But it's hard for me to do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that we always apologize for our life. Yeah. Sex toys. Mm. Someone asked. Someone told me I should try the Hitachi magic wand oh because it was advertised as the best toy ever. I know. I've wondered Agree this too. or disagree. I've never used it because the same thing. I think what throws me off is that it's very expensive. It's huge. And it plugs in and it's literally like a giant, giant device. Okay. Can I tell you, Scott's coworkers, if you're listening to this, turn away. No, you didn't. No, you, you didn't don't listen to, to this. You heard I nothing. I have one. Okay. I've tried it. It is too strong for me. Okay, thank Literally, you. Literally, like if I wanted to sit my clitoris on a jackhammer, I <gasps> just would. That's too much. Like you literally like yeah, almost no, need no, layers no, no. between you. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but I don't like it. 
Do you want to know something about me? I've yeah, taken always. A, I've taken a break from toys right now. Interesting. Because I felt like I was getting desensitized. And now I'm having way better sex. Like, Not, and like, I'll still use it if I need to, but instead of like always using it. Would you masturbate just with your hand? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Easily. But like in yeah. sex and stuff too, like I'm actually no longer requiring it where for a long time I required it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Final question. Okay. Oh, this is kind of a deep one. Oh, no. So, is this our final question? We're going to go deep. We started on death and then we're going to end on deep. We can find a silly one to end on. Okay. Okay. So this person is having an issue with a friend and the friend is always lying. So she said, if you have a friend who is making up very elaborate lies to important people in their lives, would you like, quote unquote, tell on them? And I asked her, like, well, are these lies like putting people in physical harm or mm-hmm. anything like that? And she was like, not physical harm, but there's potential for harm, like emotional harm. Yeah, I had somebody like this in my life once, and it was definitely like, I, I have a lot of empathy for people who desire to create stories because I think it makes them feel in, like people want to hear from them. Right. It makes their life interesting and what they have to offer interesting. Yeah. So I, under, I understand that there's like more at play there. But multiple times I created judgments off of the things that were told to me that I now know were like just very, oh, very elaborated so you realities. Felt duped by a lie. Yeah. So oh. I do, I think you really have to like, where is the harm? Like, is it like, I would just even like cautiously be like, hey, like I've heard this. I just want you to know, be aware that this was said. You don't have to like out that person. Yeah. But it's a really, really uncomfortable thing. And I remember after that friendship ended for me, it was interestingly freeing because I actually realized that at some points I would let her lie and make these stories up about me sitting right there. She knew I would never correct her. So I do think it opens you up and and it made me realize too, if they're telling these stories about other people to me, what are they saying about me to other people? So I do think it's like a have empathy for like why there may be what they're lacking in their life that's causing them to create these lies. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like what's the boundary there? How do you protect other people that you're now hearing these things about? Do they deserve to know that stuff? I really, really appreciated people who brought me, not information, but like let me know about things that were being said about me that weren't true at a point in my life because that allowed me to create boundaries. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, I don't that's know what I would though. do because that's a tricky one. That is a tricky one. I'll go with what you said. Okay. Do you want to have a fun whatever? Yeah, do you have a last poll? No, I just wondered if you did. No, I don't have anything. So okay. I guess that's that. If, no, it's not. If you could have one condiment come out of your belly button for the rest of your life. Yeah, you have to pick one, Sarah. You can't say no. What condiment is coming out of your belly button? It is provided at will for the rest of your life, but it's from your belly button. I'm going to go with the one that I would probably eat the least because then I don't ever have to do this. And I'm going to say ketchup. Oh, well, joke's on you because ketchup's my favorite condiment. Every time I have fries, I'm coming to your belly button. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. But I don't ever want it. Like imagine you said mayonnaise and you could never have aiolis or anything ever again because I would never think about mayonnaise coming out of your belly button. As if this is the lighthearted thing we're ending the podcast on. Yeah, I want to end it here. Disgusting. I would have ketchup because I love it. It's so versatile. And every time someone's like, oh no, we didn't get a ketchup package. I'd be like, don't need it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's amazing, Sarah. At a fall fair, I would be a goddess. People would come to me, wear your crop top. I don't think this is going the way you think it would. Okay, well, I'm just saying. Well, thanks for coming back. Thanks for waltzing down the road. Thanks for being my little co-host. Anytime. 
for everyone listening, we do expect you to answer who was your first crush cartoon or otherwise in the comments Mm. on the podcast page. We want to read them. We want to discuss about it. And if you don't follow neighbor Becky, you should. She does polls like this in her no, you're cringing over there. You don't want, don't, don't follow Becky. You can just maybe watch her stories. Unless you're like a super chill, nice person. You can just, you don't have to look for me. All right. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. Neighbor, neighbor Becky with a U because we are Canadian. No. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.